You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. What an exciting time to be alive. I said that the other day, but now, man, I can just feel it. Like, my blood is just pumping, and, and my, my heart is just racing every day, every day. I mean, I'm excited. It's good to see you again, Marty. We've got you for a second time this week. We're going to even have you for a third time this week because well, of... I've always said you can't get too much of a good thing. <laughs> you know, you. it's funny because you, you say that, but you're you're kind of like the fan favorite around here. You, you really are. Oh, stop it, please. No, it's please. not me saying no, that. No, no, really. No, it's, it's not me saying that. It's not me saying oh, go that. Go on, and carry on then. It's the, um, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, it's the American women. That's what it is. They love the accent. I, I even had one of them say, yeah, he could read the phone book to me. Yeah, well, they're only human. They haven't got their eyes painted on. They're not made of wood. So, you know, it's understandable. Um, and thank you, ladies. That's it. I've got nothing more than that. It's entirely possible. <laughs> yeah, and it's entirely yeah. possible that... Well, they might even get a chance to speak with you in real time. So maybe we can make that happen. Uh, I'm, not, or coming, I'm not some coming kind hour. of cheap 0898 number. I don't know what they <laughs> no. were in the States, but the 0898 no, number here in the UK were, were the sex lines. And uh, no, that's that's not me. It was a um, 900 number in the US. All right. Okay. Yeah. It was uh, 99 cents for the first five minutes and then $4 a minute for every minute after. Oh, no. It nearly bankrupt me. Today, I wanted to look at this a little bit differently, right? Now- I'm going to stop you there. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Because you've said hello, you've said hello to me. What haven't you done? <laughs> you caught me. You caught me. Bruce, how are you today? <laughs> Healthy life. Doing well. And <laughs> I, I commend Marty got, for catching it as well. Yes. I've got you back, Bruce. Don't worry. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, just make me out to be the bad guy, right? Just make me out to be the bad guy. That's how it is. <laughs> you guys are turning all mainstream media on me. That's what you're doing. You're turning me into the bad guy. <laughs> today, I wanted to talk about something a little different. And I, I called Marty first thing this morning and I ran this one past him and I said, I would like to, to talk about this particular subject because I'm looking at things from a different angle. I wanted to talk about it today, but I said, if I really had to, I could hold it back for a day until he could come on again. And he said, no, he says, if it's that important, I will come on tonight. So what is it? And I said, I want to talk about independence. And this is, this is something that is not being really thought of at this point. And let me explain. I want to know how many people out there, how many people out there, how many of you out there actually knew what the process was going to be in those chambers yesterday? I'm not talking about what they did. I'm talking about what the process was supposed to be. How many people actually knew what was going to go on in there? Nearest I can tell from my own personal experience, from what I've read from people that I know this morning, that was almost no one. No one even knew the process of how things were going to go in there. And we'll talk about that. We'll get into that. But what's more important is, is that if Pence would have rejected that, the only thing that would have happened at this point is those votes would have gone back to those states for a revote. Well, we can't have that because the fraud's already in the system. I, I, it wouldn't have gone back to the states. It would have gone to Congress or, or excuse me, the House. The well, House yeah, but if the yeah, but the, le the state legislators were asking for it back. 
like Pennsylvania, for example, they wanted it back, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't send it back. So if if Pence, if he would have taken any of that, then it would have had to go back to the state and then the state legislature would have to call a revote and then, you know, decertify, call a revote and all that stuff. And other states would have followed suit. But the fact is, is that they would have opened the books. There would have been a 10 day investigation into all of this fraud. There would have been a 10-day investigation into it. And that would have led to other things. Once Because once you start going through and you start chasing paper trails and looking at, at fraud investigations, believe me, I know I've done my fair share of them. When you start looking at fraud investigations, you have absolutely no idea where any of it's going to go. So the Capitol was stormed yesterday, and we're going to talk about that too. But on the surface, on the surface, I'm wondering where people are at. Because again, the people that I'm speaking of, I've known for decades, and I couldn't believe what I was hearing out of them. And it wasn't the fact that they were ignorant of how things are to be done. It's how they are stuck in this this mindset of, well, we just have to accept this. We just have to go along with this. And this is all disgraceful. I agree it's disgraceful, and it should never get to this point. But that doesn't excuse the fact that we're here now. And our own negligence has caused us to be here at this point. I've been talking for, what, almost two and a half years now about how there will come a time when everyone is going to have to choose a side. I know that's a terrible thing because a lot of people don't like to make decisions or anything like that, but you're going to have to choose. Well, that time has come and that time has now passed. If you can't choose where you stand now, then in my opinion, you've already chosen. Masks, vaccines, mass media manipulation, social media, and submission. If you can't decide, if you can't choose, well, then you've already chosen. When people stormed that Capitol yesterday, you have to understand what you were seeing. Look at what the media is portraying. This is an insurrection. It's terrorism. These Trump supporters, Trump put them up to it. We need to remove him immediately. Well, if he's going in in two weeks, what do you care? You know, I watched the Trump speech all hour and 15 minutes of it. It was quite boring, actually, to be fair. But I watched the speech. I looked at his tweets, which, by the way, Twitter removed the ability for anyone to retweet his statement to the people after they stormed the Capitol. Facebook has now flat out banned Trump, I think. What's important to understand here is that people that are out there that are protesting what's happening or rallying out in front of the Capitol, the ones that didn't go in, you saw a thousand people that went in there, but you didn't see the 500, 600, 750,000 people that were out there on the front steps that didn't go in. I'm glad we didn't get into it yesterday as it was happening in real time because so many things were going on and there was so much that was happening simultaneously and the media was trying to grab a hold of it and run with the narrative. But I looked at some of the videos this morning. And what I was able to see was exactly what I thought. Antifa. And you say, wait a minute, there weren't any Antifa. There there weren't any of the uh, black mask thugs out there antagonizing people. They didn't have to. See, we've been hearing for weeks that they're going to be dressed up as MAGA people or as Trump supporters or as uh, Proud Boys, but they were going to wear their MAGA hats backwards. That's how they were going to be able to identify each other. So what you saw when you looked at certain videos at certain angles is you saw 25, 30 Antifa people run up, antagonize the police, which was completely the Capitol Police and the D.C. police were completely understaffed, by the way. They run up, they antagonize the police, they break the barricades. Once the police then start to strike back and the crowd from behind them moves forward and starts pushing up the steps, then you can see the little antagonizers start to scurry off back the other directions through the crowds. The people that are out there that are in support of trying to stop the steal You have to understand the real American patriots. We're not BLM. We're not Antifa. We're not scum. We're better than that. Did you see the people that they had in there? 
Hell, some of them we've already ID'd as Antifa. Some of them. Bruce, you saw the video of them storming the uh, the Senate chambers. What did you see? Yep. So some of the uh, earlier footage that we were seeing of, of the, the storming of it, they were watching how Antifa lit a car on fire, you know, the whole process and how they had it meticulously organized and, and timed and everything. They were using very similar tactics going through much of the paperwork or any of the um, stuff inside the Senate chamber. Uh, it, it, it And it looked like they were working together because they were communicating with one another. So, uh, yeah, it seemed... It seemed familiar. You see all of the people in the Capitol, mostly uh, Democrats, few few Republicans. You hear them calling the people that pushed in there a Trump insurrection, right? It's a disgrace. Uh, it's terrible. Domestic terrorism. Trump needs to be removed immediately. Well, again, if, if he's gone in a couple of weeks, why would you remove him right now? Matt That's McDermott. just a slap in the face they want to give, isn't it? They, they want to raise uh, or enact the 25th Amendment and remove him from office as the final insult, the coup de grace for these vermin that have stolen the election want that final killing stroke. Um, I think they'll feel, what's the word? Well, I, I would say in my naval parlance, seen off. They will feel as though they haven't got their full victory unless he is, under the 25th Amendment, removed from office. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. They'd look at it as a great victory. As a uh, as a great blow to the movement, but no, no, all that's going to do is antagonize more people. Some of that footage that has been shown, finally the floodgates have have opened, and European and British media are actually reporting on what is happening, or rather their version exactly. of what is happening in Washington. There were two pieces of footage that I've watched twice today on different news channels. One is a very overweight black policeman on the stairs and he's facing maybe a dozen people and he's running backwards and he's being filmed is that the one where he grabs his... to be on a mobile phone or on a smartphone from from behind is that the one where he grabs his and baton yeah the baton was behind him it got right. thrown by the person right on the phone as if to say oh wave your baton i haven't got my baton oh here's a baton and none of the people coming up the steps attacked him and he right. was just backing off there. So there was that one. That was suspect to my to my mind. It was it looked completely staged from that perspective. And the other one, there's a a, a raven haired, attractive middle aged woman who is a Republican Republican legislator. And the twenty second clip of her speaking, uh, she was saying how disgusted she was with what happened here tonight and other things. But her answer could have been to the question. How do you feel about Pence declaring for Biden uh, or confirming Biden? Or she could have been asked, how do you feel about the Senate building or the Capitol building being overrun by protesters? It could have been either. You didn't hear the question she was asked to respond to. And what she said could easily have been taken out of context. I mean, we could spend the time now and find out what her name was. I don't know. But there's so much being reported now in the uh, European media and the British media, and it's being reported as an act of domestic terrorism. Suddenly, uh -huh. all of these people are terrorists, but Antifa and BLM were not. Right. You know, there, there is such a double standard, and they've completely revealed their bias. No one, no one can be in any doubt now about the bias 
of European and British media uh, when it comes to what's happening in the United States. But see, that's just it, is that right there. It's the blame game, right? Everything's back to finger pointing, okay? So I'm, I'm speaking about the media. I'm speaking about the uh, the government officials that are calling this a uh, an insurrection, right? The Trump uh, insurrection or whatever. These people that are calling this are the ones that are the insurrectionists. Now, I know that that's probably inconvenient if you're a mainstream media watcher or you're a social media head, but that's that's how it is. These people blame everything and everyone except for themselves. They're nothing but reprojectors. You're absolutely right, but it's the, I don't know if you had the same thing in America. In the United Kingdom's playgrounds, there was the cry of, I know you are, but what am I? And that's what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. It's, it's, it's a playground tactic. So uh, bounces off me, sticks on you. That's exactly what it is. And yes, it was the, uh, well, I know you are, but what am I, you know, kind of thing. It's, I mean, that's what they've been. They've been screaming toddlers ever since they, uh, they haven't gotten their way. They were so close. They were so close and they didn't have it. But now they've just stolen it out in the open and they've got no shame about it. None. But I wanted to go to, to, to that well, point there, yeah. to, to that point there. I'll, I'll let you jump in here, but I want to make this point because this is important. Matt McDermott. OK, he's a pollster out of New York. He has his own polling company up there right now. This is the, this was called out by uh, Jack Basovic over at One American News. Great reporting this guy does. He went back on this guy's Twitter feed October 4th of 2018. The Brett Kavanaugh hearings. OK, this was the tweet that was put out by Matt McDermott. And anybody can go and look this up. You can go pull this incredible scene on Capitol Hill right now where thousands of anti-Kavanaugh protesters have taken over the Hart Senate office building. Oh, well, they were they were freedom fighters. They were making a political statement. The people should stand with them. Right. Well, what did he have to say about yesterday? Same guy tweets this yesterday. We are witnessing a domestic terrorism attack incited by the Republican Party. Spin. It's all spin. That's that's what people need to read past. If we hadn't been dumbed down by having our education systems dumbed down, we'd be a lot more enlightened and a lot more able to see spin and recognize it when it is used on us. And, and that's entirely what that is. Now, before you... Um, uh, distracted yourself and, and went off down another path. You were talking about the choosing of sides, uh, about choosing a side. I conducted my own little experiment today on 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 the Book of Faces, and of course, Donald's had his account completely shut down, uh, as is his Twitter account. But as you know, uh, listeners, I cannot abide lazy memes. Just ignorant people regurgitating stuff they've seen on other people's feeds and just putting it up there. And I've taken several people to task her on my friends list. But today I put out a, a little statement of my own, uh, which goes like this. Who wants a global government? Who wants to own nothing? Who wants to completely change how they eat? Anyone? Who wants to be under some form of lockdown permanently? No one? then why are so many of you supporting what is happening to us by your posting of lazy sheep-like memes? Please delete me. I put a picture of me at the range doing some 9 mil pistol shooting, and I said, picture only there to get you to read the post. 361 Facebook friends at time of posting. I expect to see that number decrease or fewer ass-kissing memes. Up to you. A little bit later, I updated it. I said, now 360, 
nice bloke, but it was inevitable because someone had the decency to delete themselves. I'll be checking again tomorrow, and anyone I see posting lazy memes that support the New World Order's propaganda, I'll be deleting them as well. But they he deleted himself, so that's fine. I want to know that the people that I engage with I don't necessarily need everyone to 100% agree with me, but I, I need to know that we're talking towards the same aims. And, and I think that's what you mean by pick a side. You don't have to agree with everything everyone says, but you at least have to be working towards some specific goals that you can all help each other achieve. And at the moment, the whole social media thing, the whole mainstream media thing has been so divisive no one knows who to trust or or who they can talk to. If I was on social media and made a post similar to yours, Marty, mine would, would read either you're for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and the Constitution, or remove yourself from my friends list. That That's essentially where my stance is. If you're not for the Constitution, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, then you're on the side of exactly that. You're going to have a 200 square foot home for a well-to-do four family of four. You're going to be eating bugs. You're going to be vegan, whatever. I mean, this is what you're basically pining for. It is. And and the, the people I tend to interact with aren't the, or are not the um, dull scroungers, as the term Johnny likes. They're people with jobs. They're people with commitments. They're people with responsibilities. I don't know how Trump managed to get so many people there yesterday those people are just a proportion and it's the proportion that could you know lose a day's work that could risk imprisonment and arrest the people here in the uk that i know and interact with can't they they, they couldn't just take a day off work and, and go to a protest and they don't the kind of people who do tend to go to protests particularly the antifa mob are people with no responsibilities who who simply do not care. And what they're looking for is the next handout, the next freebie, somebody else to bust them in and pay them to attend a, a rally or a riot. So I don't, I don't want to distract and um, go off track myself now, but I think we need to pick sides and we need to know that the people around us are supportive of our ideas. And I, I agree with you. I, you're, you're right. Maybe I should have been a little bit more articulate. Even Ronald Reagan said that we don't have to agree on everything. If we can get seven out of 10, we're good. And, and I follow the pretty much the same mantra. If we can get seven out of 10, we're good. You know, the only thing that that I'm really concerned about is exactly what Bruce said, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and what our Declaration of Independence stands for. Okay. Now, I, as I said, I wanted to start today and I wanted to talk about independence. What you're seeing now is a stand against the old system. This is not the end. It's the end for them, but it's a new beginning. What happened yesterday was the beginning of our Declaration of Independence, our new one. Now, it might not have been in writing, but if you look at the way that we've been treated, and you guys weigh in here before uh, before I get into this, because I'm going to make references from our original Declaration of Independence, which was written by Englishman, I might add. Yes, it was. If you, <laughs> if you want to weigh in on this before I get started, because I'm going to make references to the old one and bring it up to the modern age and look at the comparisons of what we're seeing now versus what we were dealing with back then against an out-of-control king. How many countries are actually independent these days? Almost none. 
exactly. Uh, I think the concept of being independent, being independent doesn't mean you don't need to work with other countries. It simply means you get to determine who you work with and to what extent. All of the 27 European Union countries have no independence. Everything they do is determined by uh, the heavy hitters, which used to be the UK, it's Germany, it's Holland, it's France. The rest of them are also RANs. They are not in any way, shape or form having any real influence over the decisions being made by the European Union Commission and to a, a large extent, the Parliament as well. So, yeah, not many countries in the world these days are actually independent. Kind of to your point, what we've seen yesterday, I would I, I would agree. Some of some of what we've seen is uh, another really a push for independence. Uh, another this is what I'm concerned about with what happened yesterday. I agree, it is a push for independence. What I'm concerned about is, do we have anyone at the helm of this ship? Because Marty, uh, you're you, you would know. Uh, well, of course, I, Johnny, you would know as well. Uh, what happens when a large ship, very large ship, is put in motion? Try to maneuver that ship. What happens? It, it takes a long time, right? It takes a lot. Yeah, of- yeah. There's a book called The Rule of the Road, which um, talks about closest points of approach and which is the stand-on ship, and so on and so forth. And when a, a large ship is in motion, other ships have to maneuver around it. And that's what happens when you've got a country as large as the United States and it's heading in one direction, it takes a very, very long time and a lot of effort to turn it in another direction. And Mm -hmm. another smaller countries around it have to fall into line with whatever direction that country is going in. Because, you know, we're using a lot of analogies here. So the world economic markets are the sea and the countries are moving in those economic markets. And that's what we're witnessing. What we're witnessing now is, you know, the oil tanker that is the United States of America. It's having its course changed dramatically and there's resistance to that change of course. Yeah. Now, uh, the, the reason I brought up this analogy is these protesters, the amount of energy they brought to that protest if they continue this, right? So typically when you get a bunch of rebellious Americans to finally get off their ass and do something, it's like a large giant or a large ship, right? Once you get it in motion and get it moving, stopping it or changing its course is difficult. So, and let's be clear, let, let's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry to jump in here, but I just want to make this one point. You can continue just, let's be clear what you saw for those that are that are not aware, what you saw yesterday, that was 1% of the pissed off populace in front of the Capitol. Right. And that's my point, is if the rest of the populace or even a portion of the populace, a, a fair portion of the populace is of the same mind with the same amount of energy, they were just the people like Marty was talking about that have jobs that aren't able to, to go out and protest. You know, They don't have the ability to go out and go to those locations and protest. If that energy is shared... Uh, what we've seen started is going to be very difficult to stop and change the course of. The reason I'm concerned about this is if we don't have uh, someone good at the helm. Yeah, revolutions can go either way. Yes. 
that that's the thing about it is is revolutions can go either way and and honestly they often go more bad than good we were kind of an exception to that when we uh we had ours but i'm looking at the alternative uh bruce can you pull a list it's a short list can you pull the list of those that objected to the vote yesterday can you pull that list please i think there were only six all right let's see here josh holly ted cruz uh-huh. Uh, Tommy Tuberville, Cindy Hyde, Smith, uh, Roger Marshall, John Kennedy. And so, yeah, looks like six. Six. You have six people. Six. That's it. That's all you've got. And those are usually the ones that have stood tall. Senator yeah. Tom Cotton, what a disappointment. What a disappointment. What an abject failure of a disappointment that is. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. You of all people. You could have been president. Not only that, but how politically unaware are you? Let, uh, putting your morals aside and where you stand on that, just the fact that you aren't politically aware enough to see the tide, the the direction it's going. Wow. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled. And honestly, I'm glad that you, uh, that you showed your true colors. In fact, I'm glad that all these senators and, and uh, house reps as much as yeah exactly as as much as i didn't want to see what was going to happen yesterday we had to we had to so i'm not i'm not one of these people that are all crazy and and mad and and upset and pissed off out there in front of the capitol i'm not one of those people i am laser focused on who these people are and i understand that when it comes to a process of bringing justice upon these people for the crimes that they've committed against the united states and its people you have to understand who they are they have to play their hand and they're playing it they played it yesterday you have to see the illegal election that they certified you have to see it trump is exhausting all legal constitutional options. So I agree with you, Bruce. It can go either way. It, it's very difficult uh, to to get something organized and get it established. But nonetheless, I think that it's and I'm not saying that it's even official. I'm just saying that by the actions of what happened yesterday, it started. Now, let's look at do I mean, do we even have precedent to declare any kind of an independence? I'm not talking about secession and breaking into the union or anything like that. Right. That's before, something that go before we go down this road, let me just throw in because Trump and then I'll let yeah, go you go. Um, I'm not convinced Trump or Trump's people had a plan past uh, the lawsuits. Everything else that's happened past that, I don't think Trump had a plan for or or any of his people. I think this is all the protesters, the voices out there, the podcasters, the media that's the alternate media, conservative media, not Fox News, but the you know the other guys. I think it's them that's that's pushed this. And Trump is at this point writing the coattails and, and reading the room. That is entirely possible. This just in Lynn Woods Twitter account has been removed. Should I know Lynn Woods? Um, he's a Democrat he's that was telling people not to vote in Georgia and also an attorney that did like um, some high profile cases lately. All right. So but let's let's look at this logically and calmly. Let, let's take a look at how we got here in the first place. Okay. So let's look at the Declaration of Independence that we already had, right? Let's look at that. So you had an oppressive king, and we just so happen to have uh, a tried and true Englishman in here uh, that we can discuss this with. But it turns out I'm Irish. But okay. <laughs> Which I heard today from an Irishman from Southern Ireland, I might add, uh, from an Irishman that uh, the only thing they seem to be concerned about up there is whether or not they're going to get their Amazon deliveries on time. Um. The, well, I've tried to put a complete moratorium on any Amazon delivery happening at my abode. 
However, they keep turning up. Well, I, people need to stop buying online, go out and use your local businesses. And mm -hmm. uh, what you said the other day about, you know, only essential businesses being open, that in fact, all businesses are essential. Of course, they are essential because they provide income for the business owner and the employees of that business owner. So yes, all businesses are essential. So yeah, if, if all they're worried about in Southern Ireland is whether their Amazon deliveries will get there on time, well, that, that just goes to prove what I said all along when we were talking about the EU and the Southern Irish um, contribution to uh, the EU coffers being three hats. Yeah, three hats. That's it. All right, but let's let's look at the Declaration of Independence. Now, I'm not going to sit here and read this word for word. I'm just going to pick out a few key points here, okay? Because in the interest of time, uh, and I'm not going to sit here like some civics teacher in high school or anything like that, but let's look at what they wrote then. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Do we have those causes? Do we have a, a reason to want to stand up and declare an, independent fr an independence from this, this system that has bankrupted us, that now doesn't care anything about uh, our vote? And they're certainly leading us into you know, a, a more or less a, a world government system that's going to systematically take away everything you own. They're going to have you eating bugs and whatever, you know, weeds and drinking dirty water and, and all the rest of it, living in a 200 square foot coffin. Oh, but see, as long as you take your vaccine and wear your mask and social distance all the time and keep your mouth shut, then it's okay. Now, is that the future you want? Or do you see a way out here? I would agree that all of those grounds for removal of, of that tyrannical government uh, have been met un under that passage of the Declaration of Independence. What I don't see is the way out. That bit is very unclear of exactly how we get rid, how it happens. Because as I said the other day, the only reason they're where they are at the moment is because they are holding all the aces. Now, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I don't see a way out. And I'd be absolutely stunned if you saw a practical, peaceful way out of this. Practical and peaceful. Those there is a way. There is a way that's practical. There is a way that's peaceful. And you might laugh, but it's so simple, it might just work. Is it a million to one shot? Because million to one shots always work, especially in the movies. No, no. it's not that difficult to do. It doesn't require a whole lot of, of anything, really. Do you want to know what it is? I am absolutely on tenterhooks waiting to know what it is, mate. I've already said it. I've said it all along. Just live your life. Go about your business. Okay. We talked last night about the mall cops and the COVID cops and yeah, the, all the rest them. of it. The hell with them. Well, yeah, you say that, but now look, that's, a pa that's patriotic the people we're stuck in. Patriotic people, yourself, myself, Bruce, our listeners, patriotic people. We're not lawbreakers, right? We're not lawbreakers. We're peaceful people. Until do you we be yeah, until right. we become do you lawbreakers. Remember? Do you remember? Well, exactly. Um, and I'm being a bit hypocritical here. So you've just you've just brought me up short because a while back we had a discussion on the podcast about what constitutes a patriot, and I said it's someone who's willing to take a hit for the country. 
and and I suppose that hit will have to be the two hundred pound fine. Well, it won't just be a two hundred pound fine oh, with me because I will fight back. Hell with their fines. I'll tell them I'll give a damn. The I don't fine. Give a as damn they try to hand me the piece of paper, I will be sticking the piece of paper yeah, yeah, yeah. where the sun doesn't shine. I don't give a damn about their fines. They can find from here until the moon. They can write tickets and papers and all that crap. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But this is the part that Joe Biden screws up all the time because he doesn't know what planet he's on. Literally. We hold these truths, etc. Isn't that how he says it, Bruce? We hold these truths, etc. That's all he said. That's all he knows of the Declaration of Independence. Well, you can't go further because... Well, it speaks yeah. volumes, speaks volumes, speaks for itself. Well, I won't disagree with him on that. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Isn't that what you say, Marty? You're governed by consent. Yeah. We're governed and policed by consent, but uh-huh. the the recent you know restrictions and guidelines that are being written into law um, are turning us into a police state. Uh huh. Now this next line. There is a solution for just that, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute new government, laying the foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Are you safe? Are you happy? Happy? No. Have they become destructive? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. But my problem is... I haven't got a Bill of Rights. I haven't got a, a, a Declaration of Independence. I don't have a constitution other than the constitutional monarchy that this country is governed under. And so were the British to remove their government, we'd then have the issue of removing the royal family as well, the, the monarchy. Well, to be honest with you, now let's let's look at that for a second. That's interesting you bring that up because Prince Charles, we've played a clip of him here. His stance on the Great Reset. We know where the royal family stands on the Great Reset. They have no future when this gets overthrown. None. Who's going to want them? Who's going to want them? Do you really have enough royal sympathizers left in the UK after this to to fully trust these people? Yes. Yes, there are, because the ones that haven't woken up yet, uh, that 60% are pretty much to a man, to a person, I should say, royalist. And, and and think that, that they are patriots because they're following what the government says and they are loyal to the monarchy as well. You know, the biggest disappointment, and we haven't talked about this yet. We can talk about it tomorrow uh, when we get uh, uh, David back on. But um, the biggest disappointment I've seen this week was Nigel Farage in that tweet. Awful, awful, awful. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe what I was witnessing. Well, I, I felt bad sort of criticizing Nigel Farage in the early days of the podcast, because we were talking about Brexit and getting out of the EU and so on and so forth. And the man has put so much effort into that. But I started to question his motives the very moment that the referendum result was announced. Where did he go? He ran away to America. He cozied up with Donald Trump. He cozied up with the moguls of the the medical healthcare insurance companies and the big pharma. Because I saw that he had in the past been critical of the National Health Service and the way in which we pay for our health care through national insurance, which we pay every time we get paid. This is another thing. Sorry, I'm, I'm digressing slightly here. But with 
the demise of small businesses, the one thing that a populace could do to show its displeasure at its government is withhold its taxes. But because the majority of people are paid under the PAYE system, they cannot withhold their tax because it's automatically paid before they even get their their wage from their from their employer. So only small businesses, only self-employed people um, would be able to withhold their tax as a method of protest. But with the successive lockdowns and small businesses suffering, there are fewer and fewer people that can actually do that. So that's one more method of protest that we've had removed from us by COVID. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. You say that you, you live in a country where you don't have a, you know, the option for a declaration of independence. You know, honestly, now let, let's look at this. Let's look at this another way. Let's look at what and we can reference back to the same time period as well. I'm just looking at history here. Let's look at what happened during the American Revolution. What happened there it wasn't just the Declaration of Independence. That was one thing. But the Constitution didn't come along until much later. So when <laughs> and I hate to say this, but when we beat the hell out of the English, we noticed what was happening across Europe at the time. And that was once the monarchy was toppled from the colony standpoint, right? Once we once we beat the uh, the empire that way across Europe, you started to see similar revolutions of people going over and and trying to overthrow their monarchies. My point is here, and this is why you're seeing the European leaders clamp down, and they're they're having a hard time trying to trying to keep control of their populations here because everyone's paying attention as to what's going on in America. Because if that gets shown, if that system falls, and we institute new government under the guise of freedom. And the world sees that and they see this fraud. They see this COVID fraud. Again, this is not a pandemic. Okay, this is not a pandemic. Not saying it's not a real virus. Never said that. It's not a pandemic. They changed the definition of what a pandemic is. That's how they're able to get away with this. Something that kills 0.3% of a population is not a pandemic. That's flu numbers. Hell, it's less than that. Once that collapses in the US and the world sees it, people here will demand their freedom back. And the governments will have no no option at that point. They will be dissolved and people will look for new government. These governments um, across Europe are all so in hock to the IMF and the World Bank that they are trying to hang on to their, their power and their control. And it's killing them. Look at the leaders. In, yeah, yeah. In, but in the past, around that period of the 18th century, 19th century, yes, many monarchies were overthrown. You had the French Revolution, you had the American Revolution, you had other revolutions right the way through Europe. And that was where the the divine right of kings was suddenly, no one was scared of it anymore. And the divine right of kings came in through via religion. The word Catholic or Catholicism means universal. And the Romans were the first ones to create a universal religion to control an empire. COVID is the new religion that is being used to control the masses, while these despots, who are supposed to be elected officials, try to hang on to their power and control. So that's what people need to to wake up and the coffee they need to smell, that COVID is being used whether it's a real disease or not, I don't think is in question. It is a real disease, but it is being used as a means of control to keep their power and to make a bigger power grab by those shadowy bastards we've named time and time again. 
You know, it's funny you mentioned the word despots there, and and oddly enough, since we're kind of going over the uh, uh, the, the Declaration of Independence here, they they actually mention exactly that. They say that when a long train of abuses. Now again, bring this. To, this was written back in the late 1700s. Now I, I want you to see if you can equate this to modern times. Okay, when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invites a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. Are we being bankrupted? Are we being usurped? Are we being yeah. abused? Yeah, we are. We are. All of the above. All of the above. It is their right. It is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Now, I can go on and on and on, but again, in the interest of time, I thought that, I mean, these are just, it goes all into the everything that was going on with the king and how all the steps he was taking into uh, abusing their rights and uh, and taking away their freedoms uh, and all of that. And I can go down through all that, but we could sit here for three hours and do all of that. Uh, and I'm just not going to do it. But just based on those lines, and anyone can go and look up the Declaration of Independence. I would advise you, especially if you're an American, if you don't know this, shame on you. Get familiar with these documents. As a matter of fact, there is a book, and I will recommend the book. There's no author to it except for the Founding Fathers. That's it. This is a book that was picked up on Amazon. I grabbed this book on Amazon. It's the prize book of my collection. It's called The Documents of Revolution, and it contains Thomas Paine's Common Sense, the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist Papers, the Articles of Confederation, the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence. This is all you need to build a society. This is a blueprint to rebuild society and to give people freedom. This is a book that is designed to tie down government, not give it power. This book is poison to people that want to implement control over your life. They don't want this kind of information out there. They don't want people to be able to understand the idea of freedom. It's not just America. This is bigger than America. I've said that. This is the idea of America. For, forget the place is a landmass, right? Forget that. When I look at these protests across Europe, in France, in Italy, in the Netherlands, in Germany, they're carrying American flags in these protests because they believe in the idea of America, not the place. It's the idea of it. You know, when I saw people at that protest outside of or that rally or protest, whatever you want to call it, outside of the Capitol yesterday, I saw Gadsden flags. I saw our first American flags. I saw the Betsy Ross flags. I saw the Canadian flags. I saw Irish flags. I saw them all. I saw I saw Union Jacks waving out there. You see, the idea of what these men did is something that they cannot put back in that bottle. They're not going to be able to put that genie back in that bottle. It's too late for that. It's too late for that. It's out there. The freedom is there. All we have to do is take it. All we have to do is take it. I'm not talking about abject anarchy, right? And I, I agree with you, Bruce. It is, it is difficult sometimes. And you do need someone that can steer the ship, I understand. And Donald Trump was meant to be that person to steer that ship. But... We have to start somewhere, but we have a blueprint in order to do it. And it's right here. And it's so simple, it might just work. I really hope it does. Um, however, uh, you're still stuck, as are we, with a party political system. And um, I don't think so. Our whole they, they will destroy themselves. Viewpoint about, well, so far, they're doing a great job, as far as I yeah, can they, see, because they they have, they've no, they have no credibility anymore. None. You can't None. trust a single word. So they are, they're a self-licking lollipop at the moment. They're, the, they're in the bunker. They're in the bunker. Use the Berlin analogy. They are in the bunker. Yeah. Well, what we need is some bunker busters. 
Well, I think the political problem is going to sort itself out. I mean, seriously, who, who trusts these people anymore? I mean, I told you the other day, I said, if this, it, let's just say they came out today and they said, okay, yeah, uh, we, we all made a big mistake here and, and COVID is uh, not as bad as what we thought and, and we're sorry for doing all this and putting everybody through this. Would you trust these people again at all? You wouldn't, would you? I already don't trust them at all. <laughs> well, um, yeah. And, but- and if, they did, if they did mess up, then they would they would be straight onto the cart and and wheel to the gallows, would they not? No, well, no, because Fauci has already done that. He's already fessed up to lying to the American people. He's has done he? It. Yeah. Oh, New yes, York Times. Yes. Where, where's where's the people? Uh, I, nobody's really risen up. Uh, did, did he give uh, Did he give good just cause for his you know flexibility with the truth? So he said he. Uh, exaggerated the truth to get the American people to do his bidding. Right. Okay. You know, Ned was on the other day and he was talking about that discussion that he had with someone who works for a government agency on the intelligence side. I happen to know who he was talking about. And his answer to Ned was, the people don't want to know. And that's that's the kind of, you know, it's almost like... Uh, Jack Nicholson shouting, you can't handle the truth in A Few Good Men. And that's the way these people think. They think we can't handle the truth. We would love the truth. Please give us the truth. Stop lying, you mass-produced plastic scumbags. Please. You can't be serious. You can't be serious. You you seriously want an honest politician? I do want an honest politician, and uh, I want to get medieval on the asses of the existing ones. I'll get the truth out of them. You know, I've acted in a, in a stage production of The Crucible. I'm familiar with all the uh, methods uh, used by the Inquisition to get the truth out of people. We know they're lying anyway, so yeah. we know what the truth is. So it's just a really fun way of passing the time before you set them to the gallows or with a load of logwood underneath them and set fire. This just in, there is a massive pro-America, pro-Trump parade that is pushing through the streets of central Tokyo right now. So see oh, what I mean? That's this marvelous. is a this is a global populist movement. And the Tokyo the government in the parade? Well, the Tokyo no, the Tokyo government uh, has announced that they are in the process of possibly declaring a state of emergency because of COVID. Mm. Those the, uh, the Japanese in the major cities are living in such close proximity to each other. If COVID has really got a hold of, of Japan, then you'd have whole cities coughing, sneezing, spluttering, and right. turning up at the hospitals. Right. I don't think we've seen that, have we? No, we have not. And we haven't seen no. it in the UK. We haven't seen it in Germany, which, by the way, I heard there was a woman that was arrested in Bavaria for going in and doing the same thing as the woman in... Uh, Gloucester. Canada. Yeah, so a woman in Bavaria was arrested for going into hospitals and filming. Yeah, she was arrested. So, I mean, it's happening here, too. So, uh, well done, the Japanese. Domo arigato. This also is breaking Twitch. The streaming platform of Twitch has just suspended President Donald Trump's account. I didn't realize Donald was a gamer. I didn't either. Twitch was all about game streaming. Actually, I saw Boris on there giving his press conference today on Twitch. Yeah, really? Uh, Twitch is no longer just about gaming. It's about there's um, an IRL category, which is where you're going to find cooking, you're going to find painting, music, and you would also find political commentary. Cool stuff to do, basically. Yeah, other things to do. Yeah, I want to um, I want to end here on something. 
I mean, we can spend a few minutes uh, here at the end. I want to uh, I want to talk about this. But um, now I know I know I've talked about Hollywood actors before and, and I really don't appreciate. Well, really many of them. But this one, this one gave a speech on a stage uh, to a, a very large crowd of people. And he was talking about the situation that we're faced with now. And since we were talking today about uh, independence, we're looking at this from, as I said, I'm looking at this from a different angle. And I'm not one of these people that's going to get all whipped up into the hysteria and, and all of that. And this is not going to become some kind of a sounding board or or an echo chamber of uh, feeding into to what uh, you're seeing on the mainstream media and seeing throughout social media. And Bruce, you even made the point. I, I just caught part of it when I was getting ready here before we started tonight. You said that because we don't talk about things that are the mainstream media talking points, we are considered on the far right. And nothing could be further from the truth. We are right down the middle. We call it as we see it. Right. But my, my point there was, is that that is the new narrative that the, right. the media is going for. Is right. If you right. are saying anything that the mainstream media is not saying, you're a conspiracy theorist. Correct. I want to go ahead and play this. Uh, this is a couple of minutes long, but just bear with me because it deserves the couple of minutes. It really does. And when you hear it, you'll understand why. But this is an actor by the name of Jim Caviezel. And anybody can go and look him up and you can probably pull this. Uh, but I want you to hear his take on what we are actually dealing with and what we're faced with now. I live very close to the Ronald Reagan Library. And um, here's a man, an extraordinary story. I, I put him up there with Abe Lincoln. He had to fight against one of the greatest evils that ever was that killed over 150 million people. If we put Mao, 60 million. Eastern Europe, behind the Iron Curtain, our bosses, our leaders collaborated with evil. They chumped up this word called detente, the coexistence of communism and capitalism. And we yet freedom was losing. We were losing our liberty. We were losing. He, he said that, Reagan said that um, Detente. Detente. Isn't that what a farmer does with his turkey all year long until Thanksgiving Day? What do we say to our brothers and sisters now caught behind their iron curtain? Give up your dreams of freedom now because in order to save our own skins, we're just too willing to make a deal with your slave masters? Do you and I have the courage to say there is a price we will not pay? There is a point beyond which evil must not advance. He would go on to say that evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. Well, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. But we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose this war, and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those that had the most to lose did the least to prevent it from happening. Well, I think it's high time now that we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists, not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. And that is the freedom that I wish for you. 
Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. God bless you. I think it speaks for itself. Uh, yes, it does. I looked him up. Um, I haven't seen Mel Gibson's Passion of Christ, but the passion that Jim just spoke with speaks volumes to me, and he's absolutely right. And I, I think that's a really good piece to have picked out, mate. He said something there at the end that triggered me a bit. It's not just, uh, how did he word it there? With you, you have the freedom to... You don't have the freedom to do what you want. You have the freedom to do what you ought. Okay. the the That one I have a little bit of um, uh, disagreement with because it, here's, here's um, why. Freedom, you're free to be dumb. That's what freedom is. <laughs> I think his he was more along the lines of you have the freedom of the right to do what you ought. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm not disagreeing with it. I just think it goes a little further than just the, uh, the oldest creed. The oldest creed I know is the, is the pagan creed, which comes from all the old religions within you know Western Europe, which is do as you will, but harm none. So that gives you the freedom to do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting someone in you exercising your freedoms. But one unalienable freedom is the freedom to do what you ought to do. And I think that's what he was trying to say there. And and I, I support it. I, I thought that I had the same little twitch of a thought at that point as you did, mate. But I, I think... Within the context of the speech, it works perfectly. Yes, I, I agree. And, and uh, you know, just to be clear, I'm not disagreeing. Like, I, I think it's just that it goes further than just that. But yeah, it was it was uh, a good speech. And, you know, he um, he the one thing that he said there at the end, he says, you have to put yourself separate yourself and put yourself apart from this corrupt generation. And that's yeah, unfortunately, um, um, that's Go ahead. And when where he said you weren't made to fit in, you were made to stand out. Yeah, and you know if, if we all thought like that, there would be there has to be compliance on some case. In some cases, you all have to pull together in one direction at some point or another. You know, it's not all about standing out just for the sake of standing out, but you must stand out when you feel it's the right thing to do. And most educated, sensible people should be able to recognize when it's the right time to stand out. And to that, he also made reference to exactly that. He says, those that have the most to lose did the least. And again, those that have the most to lose are being prevented from doing anything because they know that even under the current society, which is breaking down, as you've said, and I agree with you, even under the current society, they can still wind up losing everything. And if the new society gets in, they are going to be systematically stripped of property because that's their evil plan. You know, I just realized all this um, this conversation we've had tonight, and you know, it's I think it's been probably one of our better ones, to be honest, because we've been not flying off the handle in the face of this, and we've been calm, we've been rational, we've been uh, we've been absolutely focused on what we've been discussing tonight. Can and I just say that I have advocated torture during 
during the course of this conversation. So <laughs> yes, you did. Whether you want to count that as not flying off the handle is entirely up to you. But it was the context. You were putting it in a theatrical context. So, I mean, I can't really, you know, I, I can't fault you for that. Unfortunately, we're out of time this evening, uh, but it's been a fascinating conversation, gentlemen, as always. Uh, Marty, thanks for coming in tonight. Appreciate that because the uh, the topic I wanted to cover, uh, I'm glad you were able to take part in that. We were actually going to have you on tomorrow. You're going to be back on tomorrow with uh, Mr. Hamilton, and I'm looking forward to that conversation. Apparently, he's got a lot of topics he wants to discuss. Yes. There's, uh, yeah, there's some stuff that's going on here in the UK that hasn't hit the news that um, only people who are directly involved will actually know about, and he's got some some data on that. Like I said, open door policy for you in the UK and uh, any of you in the UK that want to come on for the foreseeable future. We will adjust our days accordingly. Looking forward to uh, the conversations when you do drop in. But I am over on the social media platform of Parlor. You can give me a follow over there. I would greatly appreciate that. You can also get in contact with me over there. If you're a verified user, you can DM me. Uh, you can follow me at janderson 3 or you can follow Marty over there at Marty Foster. I believe that you're working on becoming a verified user. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Okay. So you'll be able to uh, to take care of that in the future. The, in the next uh, couple of days, I'll, I will get right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Also, if you want to reach out to us and you don't want to do it on social media, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. We would love to hear from you. And we would ask you to pass us along to friends, family, known associates, neighbors, any of those. Please take our links, share them with social media, share them with uh, people in, in and amongst your circles. We would we would greatly appreciate that. We are trying to promote good, healthy conversation in and amongst people's circles, but we do need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're a rating podcast, we would ask you to drop over to whatever respective platform you listen to us on and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience. We would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, gentlemen, that will do it for the evening. So I want to thank you, Marty. I want to thank you, Bruce, for being here tonight. Marty, you got some final words? Uh, no, I'm done for tonight. I'll be on again tomorrow. So adios, farkindias, masalama, fib manila, magandang gabi. Fantastic. We'll see you tomorrow. Afwan, masalama. Masalama.